Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. What's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us today. My name is Ken Swanson. This is the AP Laboratory. It is the Game Preview Edition for this week. Chiefs, Packers, Sunday Night Football, Aaron Rodgers versus Matt Moore. The Big Beaver. The Big Beaver. Matthew LaVon Moore. The Big Beaver. Uh, it's uh, it's it's not what we were expecting. We were expecting a uh, live version of the State Farm commercial, and we're not getting that. We're gonna get the Chiefs backup, uh, Matt Moore. Yeah, Are you sure is, about that? Are I you sure so. we're not getting it? Uh, gosh. If if it happens, I I'm gonna lose my mind. I just don't think it's remotely possible. He's limping around like people are. I I, I think people are impressed by the fact that he's moving, but. Like it's not he's not moving well. He is not moving well. Actually, and the the voices that you're hearing, first, you can find him on Twitter at Chief in Carolina. He's back with us. He missed the mailbag, had some stuff to take care of. Matthew Lane. Hello, my friend. How you doing, friend? I will say, Patrick Mahomes looked a lot better on Thursday than he did on Wednesday. Did he though? Yeah. He, yeah, he did. You're right. He essentially looked like a guy playing on, I don't know, one ankle. <laughs> And that other voice you hear is Craig Stout. Find him on Twitter at Barley Hop. He is the most handsome man on this podcast. How are you doing today, bud? I, 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 I'm just so glad to have Maddie back with us. Not because of that comment, uh, because he's a very integral part of this organization. And <laughs> if he would not have come back, I would have gone full Darius Slay on this podcast. I would have stood here and talked about how he is a backup, all-pro uh, member of this podcast and how angry I am that he wasn't here again. And now I said Darius Slay, so we're going to get all the clicks on this one, you guys. Yes. If I we're... turn off my podcast setup now, will I still get to hear that speech? Um. I'll record it for you later, but This just in, I have been traded to uh, Silver and Black. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Ooh, yeah, well. I'm sorry, have buddy. Fun, have fun with that. Do they Enjoy even, Maurice Hurst, at least. Do they even have podcasts in Oakland? <laughs> We're not going to be in Oakland anymore. Thank you very much. It's true. Well, they definitely have podcasts in Vegas. Okay, let's get this thing started. Enough small talk. Uh, we missed you, Maddie. kind of. Uh, let's start with the offensive side of the football because Matthew Moore leads the offensive side of the ball. So clearly we have to start with that. Uh, one thing that Maddie wanted to talk about, one thing that he thinks that the Chiefs are going to be able to exploit on offense are slow linebackers from the Packers defense. Correct, Maddie? Yeah, and I don't even know if these guys are necessarily timed slow athletically. I just have watched, caught a couple Packers games, went back, watched some film. The Packers linebackers, their inside linebackers, look like they struggle to get 
outside the tackle box. Very similar issue that the Kansas City Chiefs linebackers have. Running to the sideline is not something I would say is their strong suit. The Minnesota Vikings, especially earlier in the year with Dalvin Cook, ripped them apart just running outside zone after outside zone because the linebackers were just too late to get out there to stop Dalvin Cook. By the time they did, they either had to over-pursue and leave a huge cutback lane through the middle, or they just simply couldn't make it there. You combine the Chiefs' outside zone rushing attack, which I think you'll see a lot more of if Matt Moore goes and it's not Patrick Mahomes. You get these ball to the running backs in space, tight ends in space. Make those inside linebackers run, especially if the Packers without rookie Darnell Savage. I do believe he started practicing again this week, but they don't know if he's going to play yet. That's just a little bit of talent, a little bit of speed off the field. Take advantage of that with your skill position players over the middle of the field. Make those guys run. Treat it like you would treat the Chiefs linebacker group if you were playing against them. Make them run around the field, cover a lot of space. I think that's an area you can really exploit a relatively stout uh, Packers defense. Yeah, and Andy Reid, luckily, has a lot of experience exploiting slow linebackers in practice, so he should be very (laughs) familiar with this. Uh, I do think that we we might see a more dedicated uh, outside running attack this week between Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. I, I just think there's, there's a potential to rip off some chunk yardage over and over and then be able to set up, like Maddie said, some of that stuff, you know, out in space with Travis Kelsey and the running backs. I, I really do feel like there are opportunities, even with Matt Moore, to move the ball, particularly, you know, through Kelsey and through the running backs this week. So I I do feel like they can get some yardage, get down the field and, you know, maybe sustain a couple drives that way. I, uh, I I like the fact that the short to intermediate area in the middle of the field could potentially be a weakness for this football team. They can Mm -hmm. get guys running away. They can get, uh, you know, some guys out in space against some of these linebackers that really helps Matt Moore make easy throws and let some of these outstanding talents that the Chiefs have on the offensive side of the ball be able to 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 do the the heavy lifting for Matt Moore cuz that's ultimately what uh what this team needs to happen and speaking of that I think it's important that uh there's 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 a couple things that need to happen this week if the Chiefs want to win this football game. I think Andy Reid has to call a great game. He's had 10 days to prepare. He's had 10 days to prepare Matt Moore prepare for using Matt Moore. Uh, he knows, you know, he's he's always done this. He's been really good about you know plugging and playing a backup quarterback for a game or two. Matt Moore, it's your turn, and I think I think it's on the playmakers. I think it's on the guys like Tyreek Hill, maybe Sammy Watkins if he plays, uh, maybe a McCole Hardman, Travis Kelsey. I think all these guys got to step up and uh, and make some plays for Matt Moore. And I think Andy Reid's the guy that might be able to to manufacture some touches, some opportunities for some big plays for these guys. That's that's what you're going to have to do. I mean, this is going to have to be another Andy Reid game. Kind of called for it the last couple weeks, especially against Houston. You saw it at the beginning of the game. But this is one that I think Andy's going to have to know from the get-go. He's got to come out with stuff. He's going to have to help these guys get open. Like I said, the Packers have a good secondary. Jair Alexander... Kevin King, if he can ever stay on the field. They have a talented secondary. They got Adrian Amos there. So they have all these guys in the secondary. You're not going to be able to ask these wide receivers to go up and beat them if they're going to play man coverage. Outside of Tyree Kill, they've just shown they're not very consistent at being able to do that. So get the ball to your playmakers in space. 
get them open, find ways to help them out. And then when you need to, then you rely on Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill. But you got to give Matt Moore some easy plays if you're going to get any kind of consistency out of this offense. And I think it's, it's there. There's an opportunity there. It's just going to have to be a very well-coached Andy Reid game that doesn't rely on the talent, but has to rely on his coaching to get it done. For sure. For sure. This this is... You know, we're we're not comparing him to Alex Smith, but this is an Alex Smith type game plan. You know, Andy Reid and Alex Smith in games that they definitely were a little bit overmatched by a defense or overmatched by the offense on the opposite side of the field. You know, they could dial up and keep themselves in games by getting it to guys like Tyreek Hill, guys like Travis Kelsey, Jamal Charles back in the day. Finding ways to get those guys and lean on them a little bit more, that's exactly what they need if they do stand a chance in this game. If they don't, if they have to rely on Matt Moore to try and kind of take the game into his hands a little bit, it's going to be a very, very long day for the Chiefs. And I think it, it spills over into the run game, too. It's not just you know passing game. Like Tyreek mm-hmm. Hill, maybe Tyreek Hill gets a couple more carries this week. Maybe they run a few more jets. Maybe they run a few more touch passes. You know, try to try to manufacture easy plays that Matt Moore doesn't have to do much of anything. I I know we talk about you know it's it's kind of it's kind of the you know Alex Smith comp. I've heard that thrown around. It's almost I think it's more like almost a Nick Foles type thing. A more a more statuish statuesque kind of guy, guy that's willing to Super Bowl champion. Yeah, well, <laughs> Super Bowl MVP. Okay, not my not my Super Bowl champion. Uh, congratulations to him. Uh, but he's wanna, really made a lot of money. I did want to touch but, on the run game real quick, um, just because you were talking about it getting the playmakers involved. I think it's going to be an interesting week to see how the Chiefs' just more traditional run game looks because we've talked about it a little bit. The Chiefs have a hard time running the football because they run a lot of RPOs. You can go back and watch. These guys will start to get downfield, but then they have to stop within a yard of the line of scrimmage because they don't know if Pat's pulling the ball out to throw it or not. I wonder if you see a little less of that this week and let these offensive linemen actually get into the run block sets and see some more pure running plays just to see what it looks like when they're actually trying to run block and not playing both ways. And there were a few plays where they were designing runs last week, but at the same time, some of Matt Moore's best successes in the passing game were on the (laughs) RPO looks. So it's kind of like a, it's kind of a difficult thing here because I think that's where Matt Moore looked the best passing the football was on the was on the RPOs. So it's kind of it's a challenge. It's a challenge for this team to try to to navigate that. I do think a little bit more design run game though. I I'm, I would not be surprised if you saw that. You kind of saw it creeping in a little bit last week. But if they're going to give you soft coverage, well, right. you know. if you're a defense and you're seeing an RPO from Matt Moore, you're going to crash on the run. If he can take advantage of it behind, by all means, have at it. Just yeah, I'm, I want to see a few more dedicated runs this week where the offensive lines are allowed to actually attack and they don't have to kind of wait and see what's going to happen. And I, I think you're right on that. I think you're right on that. One of the things that has to happen for this football team, if they're going to win this game, is they can't turn it over. And Matt Moore... You might 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 throw a pick here. Might he 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 stares down receivers and he puts a few balls at risk. I think there's a chance he winds up throwing a tur- uh, you know throwing an interception. But I think around him there cannot be any turnovers. There cannot be any fumbles. There cannot be any tip passes that lead to interceptions from these playmakers. I think that's a critical piece of this. They cannot lose or waste a possession on. Uh, and give good field position to the Packers. You should just go ahead and at Sammy Watkins and LaShawn McCoy while you're out there, Kit. <laughs> but, uh, 
No, I agree. I think, Matt, if you get an interception or a fumble taken off of a sack from Matt Moore, you have to live with it. He's a backup quarterback. What would you really expect? But you do need to be pounding in ball security. You've seen defenses that are all about trying to knock the ball out of Chiefs players' hands. Sammy Watkins is a very good runner with the ball in his hands. He also has a tendency to have the ball punched out. It's happened a few times to him just in his career in Kansas City. We've all seen how LaShawn McCoy carries the football like a loaf of bread. Oddly enough, his one fumble came when he had it relatively good. Very strange. He has good career fumble numbers, but he carries it out there. So it's just those two guys in particular, just because of the the optics of the whole thing. But everybody, hold the ball tight. The Packers are going to come trying to punch it out. That's a feisty defense that lives off the turnovers. They feed off of it. Check yourself. Make sure you have the ball in tight because they're going to be going for it every time. Yeah. uh, I'm not worried about Matt Moore throwing an interception. I, I feel like that'll happen. I'm worried about Matt Moore throwing three. Uh, this <laughs> is this is a ball hawking secondary. Jair Alexander is excellent and will let you know that he is excellent. Ha ha Clinton Dix has been great so far this year. Savage, I like what we've seen out of him so far. I know he's been hurt, but we liked him coming out in the draft. He's a very fun player to watch. Like Kent said, Kevin King, when he's on the field, is a is a very, very good player as well. Uh, that secondary really kind of terrifies me a little bit, trying to force it to some of those guys. Matt Moore may end up throwing a couple, and that might just kind of doom the Chiefs offense right then and there. So he's really got to pick his spots especially well this week. Craig, did you mean uh, Adrian Amos and not HaHa? I did mean Adrian Amos. I'm so sorry. Thank you, you said, for correcting I you said, me. I think you said Adrian Amos earlier just in the show. So I, I was just making sure. Just yeah. Clarify. Yeah. Long long day, guys. Long day. Thank you, Ken. Okay. Uh, let's go with the players to watch. Uh, I think we've all got three different guys. Craig, lead us off. My player to watch, Sammy Watkins. Uh, Sammy Watkins has not played for a long time. Sammy Watkins has really not shown up since week one. Uh, he definitely had a couple nice plays in Detroit and then decided to go ahead and, you know, drop the ball a couple of times. Sammy Watkins needs to be big in this game if the Chiefs want to have a chance to win. We know Tyreek Hill can. We know that some of the other weapons on this team can. Sammy Watkins can operate out of the middle of the field like we just talked about, you know, finding some space in the middle of the field there. Sammy can operate out of the middle of the field and he can do some damage. They can get the ball to him on some running plays and get him into space as well. If Sammy Watkins has a good day, we could really see this team run blow for blow with the Packers in this game. If he doesn't, they may still struggle to move the ball. I think my guy to watch, I'm sticking with kind of the high profile playmaker here with Travis Kelsey. He's been consistent all year. He's been the most consistent receiver out of anybody. He's getting the targets. He's getting open, which makes sense. He's the best tight end in in football right now. He is coming off. His last two games have been his lowest statistical outputs of the year. They've kind of come when the offenses not necessarily struggle a little bit more, but you had Matt Moore in there with Denver, and he just kind of became a short possession type wide receiver, tight end, whatever you want to call it. And then the Houston game, which he just seemed to have guys hanging all over him all the time. But this is a game, if the Chiefs are going to make this work, I think Matt Moore is going to feel safer throwing to Travis Kelsey. 
I don't know if the Packers have a player that particularly lines up or plays super well against Travis Kelsey. I think that's a guy you have to look at over the middle of the field. We already talked about the linebackers maybe being able to take advantage of them in coverage. Look for Travis Kelsey to have a big game. We could really use it. Like He hasn't broke 100 yards since week two. This would be a great time for him to come back, have a huge game, really put the offense on his back like we know he's capable of doing. This would be the week to have it because I know Tyreek Hill is going to do his thing. Sammy Watkins will be good. But Cole Hardman's a threat at all times. But like Craig was saying, the Packers have guys in the secondary that can match up with just about everybody. Just no one in the NFL has a player that matches up against Travis Kelsey. I think Travis Kelsey comes in big on third down. I think that's a guy, he even Matt Morin and Kelsey, you know, they moved the chains together on a third and seven this week. It was one of Matt Moore's best plays of the game. I'm keeping an eye on, on Martinez Rankin again. I, I'm just curious to see the, a larger sample size. We've got a few games with him. Maddie, I saw you, you've cut some clips up. You posted some clips up on your Twitter account uh, about Martinez Rankin. Uh, I think there's I think there's some positive things to to take away from him so far. I want to see him continue to grow. I want to see him continue to get opportunities because I think he could be a solid piece to this offensive line uh, this year and moving forward. So let's see if he can hold up this week. I don't know if he's going to have to match up at all um, with Kenny Clark. We'll see. Uh, that would <laughs> that would be interesting. <laughs> Kenny Clark's a good football player. We'll be back to talk about the defense right after this. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. All right, time to talk about the defensive side of the football for the Chiefs game against the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Craig, I know you've been chomping at the bit to talk about this football team on on your side, the team that you or the side that you typically cover, I think we got to start with this. Couple things, uh, a couple alarming things. As of recording this, Frank Clark has not practiced this week. He's got a neck injury. I think that's a little bit concerning. With or without him, though, Craig, I think there's got to be a little bit of concern about the ability to generate a pass rush on Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, there does. I I know we talked a little bit earlier this week about how the Packers offensive line maybe hasn't been as good, you know, and then everything kind of comes out. ESPN puts their things out there and says that they've allowed the least amount of pressures this year. So, you know, there you go. But uh, we keep hearing uh, David Bakhtiari is not playing to the level that he has. And maybe that expectation has kind of driven everybody's eyes down a little bit against this Packers offensive line. 
But if the Chiefs don't have Frank Clark, and even if they do have Frank Clark, this pass rush is very, very important to making this defense be competitive this week. Aaron Rodgers is going to hold on to the ball. Aaron Rodgers is also kind of a Houdini. He will get out of the pocket. He will get into space and be able to throw off platform. We've seen it for 15 years now. So he's going to be a danger no matter what. You have to make your hits on him count. And you have to make all of those matter in in big, big ways. Bring him down. You can't allow him to escape the puck and get outside of there because, frankly, I'm terrified of the matchups in the secondary and with the linebackers. I just don't think that they're particularly good. So if this pass rush is down Frank Clark, it's going to be really scary how much time Aaron Rodgers is going to have to pick this apart. Even if it does have Frank Clark, it's still probably going to be a little scary particularly since the Packers have a great pass rush that we didn't talk about in the first segment and Zadarius Smith and Preston Smith. They've been awesome this year that you're going to get to see kind of polar opposites if Frank Clark doesn't go. Yeah, and I think Frank Clark kind of finally kind of delivered that game that everybody wanted to see out of him last week. It goes beyond just the sack numbers. He was just dominant all around. And you really want to see him carry that into another game and start building on that success so that we can kind of wash away the beginning of the year where maybe the production wasn't matching what he was actually doing on the field most of the time, but not practicing all week. You, Everybody saw the giant brace he had on his arm. Maybe that's not related. Maybe it is related to the neck injury that's keeping him out. Nobody really knows at this point in time, but there's a brace on his arm. He had this game. Now he's not practicing this week. It would be really something if he comes out and doesn't play this week or if he comes out and has another rough game. It's just all the stories are going to start running wild. So you would really like to see him play, pick up where he left off. But if he's not out there, or even if he is, the Chiefs need a performance out of their defensive line and from Steve Spagnuolo blitzing that they got last week against Denver. I'm kind of different from Craig a little bit. I think we're about to talk about the secondary versus wide receiver matchup, but I think the Chiefs need to pressure Aaron Rodgers, and you have to do it by staying in your rush lanes, but I actually am not afraid of the Packers wide receivers. They got huge, big play guy. We're we're getting there, but the rest of their wide receivers, I think the Chiefs secondary, even if I'm not wild about it, should have no issues being able to cover them. So I would like to bring more pressure. I would rather see these linebackers attack Aaron Rodgers than sit back in the zone because, quite frankly, I do not like them in coverage. But you got to generate pressure somehow. Blitzes, Frank Clark winning. You get another good performance out of Alex Okafor. Whatever it is, you need some kind of pass rush, and it starts with Frank Clark. Guys, I have the answer to the pass rush problems. Two no. words. Reggie Ragland. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'll I'll tell you what, he better blitz on every down that he's in that they're passing because if he's in coverage, nope. We can line him up with Mercedes Lewis and just have a foot race down the field. (laughs) I think Reggie Ragland might win that. He might. I mean, you're putting him up against the tackle with the number 88 or whatever. I mean, come on. Uh, Let's talk about something that hasn't really gotten a lot of exposure lately, but very easily could potentially. This week, a lot of respect right now for the Chiefs cornerbacks out on Twitter. I don't know if it should be that way, but they're going to get an opportunity to play against some receivers that might be good, Maddie. So here's the thing. The Chiefs passing like efficiency as far as the defense goes is very good this year, and I think that kind of coincides with the teams that they've been good against have happened, the defense has been good against, has had relatively really poor quarterback play. 
It's not that the past events has been great. It's been better in the games that they've played terrible quarterbacks. So you have to take it with a grain of salt. But this cornerback group overall is playing better as we've gotten into the year. Charvarius Ward is playing a lot better. I still wonder if there's a reason that he gets targeted by teams specifically when they're trying to go down and make a scoring drive and they usually have success doing so. But he's playing better. Bashad Breeland had a super strong start to the year. He seems like he's tailed off a little bit as he's been getting harder assignments, trailing number one wide receivers a little bit more. He's been penalized a lot these last couple weeks, but he's still been solid. Morris Claiborne looks like he's working the shape. We know how good the safeties are. So now you're going up against a wide receiver group that's Marquez Valdez Scantling, who is the best deep threat wide receiver in the NFL right now. So there's he's got a niche use. It's a good one, but it's very specific use. And then are we afraid of Geronimo Allison or Alan Lazard, who practically is Mercedes Lewis just playing wide receiver? Like I that wide receiver group does not scare me whatsoever. And if that wide receiver group tears you up, which if they do, it's going to be to the credit of Aaron Rodgers and to the dismay of Chiefs fans at the secondary because that wide receiver group should not be tearing you up. That's how you get your cornerback that was drafted two years ago traded for a third round pick if those kind of guys destroy you for 170 yards let's see maddie maddie's also talking about Devonte adams not being ready to go he correct there there is a chance that he can go on sunday although it's looking much more slim he hasn't practiced this week Devonte adams would kill this chief's defense i, I he's a very very good receiver Agreed. Uh, and then also slight to Jake Kumaro there. I, I see how that is. I, I don't know if you watched him this weekend, but eh, he looked all right against that Raiders secondary. That's pretty poor. I, I am just a little bit worried about what Aaron Rodgers can do. I know that everybody wants to trumpet this chief secondary. There's still blown coverages out there, you guys. And if Houston Texans receivers have hands in that game, we're not talking about how this chief secondary is on the rise. Just because one they, wide receiver. One specific one wide, wide receiver. receiver. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. Wolf Fuller, deep threat. Guys, Valdez Scantling, deep threat. Deep, I, threat. deep threat. I am, frankly, a little bit worried. He's averaging 19.8 yards per reception this is year. Is that good? That's, that's very, very good. They're going to go vertical. They are going to go very vertical. I'm curious if the Chiefs are going to try and stay with a single high look, kind of like they did against the Broncos, and try and stack the box a little bit, prevent the run, keep Tyron Matthew up close to the box to try and take away, like, you know, maybe Aaron Jones or Jimmy Graham, I guess, if they decide Just to use him this leave week. Jimmy Graham uncovered, please. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's not been particularly good this year. Or Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams has been good this year. But. I'm not scared of Geronimo Allison. I'm not scared of Alan Lazard either. If Devontae Adams can go, I am a little bit afraid of what this Packers offense can do because Aaron Rodgers is going to be able to hit all of those guys that are going to be on the field fairly regularly, and I think there will be plenty of space to do so. The disrespect from my guy, Alan Lazard, (laughs) is just, it's too much for me right now, guys. It's just too much for me. Uh, <clears throat> One other question that we're kind of looking at here. The Chiefs defense had an outstanding day against the run. Everyone was happy. The run defense is solved 100%. There's no problems moving forward at all whatsoever. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We'll find out. Craig, 
can this team string together another good run defense performance? It's really going to depend on what they want to do. I feel like this week is going to be the week that they either decide to continue to go heavy and slow with their linebackers, which could potentially pay some dividends with Matthew in the box there, or they need to stay a little bit lighter, a little more agile to be able to cover those guys. They've got to choose one or the other because whatever they choose, the other way is going to be able to get the Chiefs. I I am worried about Jamal Williams, particularly on the edge. You know, we talked about how the Packers linebackers are slow and they're not able to kind of get out there to the flat. Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones both are exceptional runners, both in between the tackles and outside the tackles and catching the ball. So it's not one of those situations where they can kind of tee off on a specific guy when he's in the game and try and situationally match up against those guys. They're going to be able to do damage however the Chiefs line up. They've really... I I don't know if Spagnuolo is going to try and commit to the run and stopping the run and try and force Aaron Rodgers to try and create and beat them. I'm scared of that. I'm also scared if the Chiefs go a little bit light that the Packers have shown a propensity to pound the rock this year. So I, I'm i not sure that we will see a consecutive run defense performance this week. Let them run. If the Packers want to try to run the ball up and down the field and take it out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, by all means, please do so. Save us from watching Aaron Rodgers throw for 10 touchdowns in two weeks. Let them run the football. The Packers have exactly one run on the year that went over 20 yards, and it was by Jamal Williams for 45 yards. That's it. That's their only Mm -hmm. run that's gone over 20 yards this whole year. It's not a dynamic rushing attack. Like Craig said, they will pound the rock. This isn't the same Green Bay Packers offensive line you've seen over the last decade. These guys are a little bit better as run blockers, not quite as proficient as pass blockers as they've been in the past. But like, I'm okay with their running backs who are good, and they can completely control the clock if they really want to if the Chiefs are going to play poor run defense, but I'm okay with attempting that. If you're going to take the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands, I will play softer shells with my safeties in the back. I will let them run the ball and hope I get a negative play and then make this less than dynamic rushing attack go ahead and beat you. Like That would be my game plan 100%. I do hope you see a back-to-back good performance out of the defensive tackles, though. Make it at least difficult for them. Make them bounce outside. Don't give them a free six yards up the middle every play. Maddie, I realize the double-edged sword that this is, but if Frank Clark's not there to set one of the edges, it means he's also not there to rush the passer. But if he's not there to set one of the edges, how do you feel about this run defense of that situation? If he's not, then you might as well not play run defense at all and just drop <laughs> 10 guys into coverage. I mean, I've heard worse ideas. Okay, I, I, Maybe people, I don't know. I'm not saying it. Never mind. I'm not saying it. Uh, maybe well I will why not I can't I can't leave you guys hanging like that maybe people will see Frank Clark's value this week if he doesn't play Ugh. I don't know I mean I don't think Probably so not. Because or it's Emmanuel Ogba's day <laughs> you can see the charts like teams run away from him and have success and they run to him they don't like it's plain as day you just don't want to see it because you don't like his contract that's yep that's pretty much it all right players to watch save me Craig 
Uh, my player to watch, Damian Wilson, uh, with Reggie Ragland on the field. Reggie Ragland's playing the Sam in that situation. That means that Damian Wilson is not just getting Will looks in the nickel defense. He's also your base Will. That means, depending on how the Chiefs t- si- decide to defend the pass, if they don't rotate a safety down on a running back, that means Damian Wilson's probably the guy that's covering your running backs. That's not great. He started this season pretty okay in coverage, especially amongst the linebackers. He's been really poor the last three weeks in coverage. Really, really poor. I don't like that at all. I don't want that to be the case. I also am not sure that I want Damian Wilson against Jimmy Graham or Mercedes Lewis, even if they're not necessarily as scary in the pass game. I still think that there's yardage to be had there. I think he's a bad matchup this week. So I, I'm looking for him to see if he can play a little bit better and kind of improve on what he's done the past three weeks. I'm going with the guy we talked about a little bit, Charvarius Ward. I think he has been playing better lately. It seems like they're allowing him to play a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage, get a little bit more physical. They're still playing the zone defense, but they're not making him play in off coverage. They've kind of altered the techniques he's allowed to play a little bit. It's allowed him to be more physical, stick with wide receivers. I also think he hasn't been challenged as much lately just because of the level of the offenses they've played. Houston had a few drop passes. I just want to see if he is he really turning a corner. Are we going to go back to the same Charvarius Ward that we saw get specifically attacked by the Ravens, the Lions, the Raiders, everybody to start the season? Because he's going to get his chance against Scantling. He, they're going to push him vertically. Can he turn? Can he flip his hips and run with them? Or is he going to give up the free 10-yard curls that he was giving up to start the year? I think he's playing better. I hope he keeps it up. So I think he's just a guy to keep an eye on because he's starting to get that press is he's been good lately. And I just hope he can keep that up and not revert back to the ways that he was for the first five, six weeks of the year. It's uh, It's been a pretty up and down season for Derek Nottie, who is the key figure in the 2018 draft class to this point uh, by default. But uh, last week was really good from Derek Nottie. I don't know what got into him, but he was, I thought he had, Maybe his best game as a chief last week. Up there, it was. It was. It was up there. It was up there. I, I'm. I'm looking for him again. They need him. They need him to kind of lead the interior to this defensive line. Uh, he's the most tenured player along their defensive line playing right now. Believe it or not, uh, and they need him to to continue to have success. So uh, if he if he can help up the middle, that would that would go a long way in helping this team uh, up, potentially upset uh, the Green Bay Packers. All right, fellas. Prediction time. Craig. Well, we're leading with me because I am the most pessimistic this week. Um, Realistic? Yeah. I I don't think that this is a win for the Chiefs. I don't think that Matt Moore and company are going to be able to move the ball nearly enough. I think that there will be some turnovers. I think that I, I think that the Chiefs offense will struggle a little bit. And I do think that the Packers offense will be able to move the ball enough. I do think that the defense will play better than we've seen them play against, like, let's say, Houston or maybe Detroit, but still not quite good enough to overcome a poor offensive showing. I've got Chiefs tw- or Packers 23, Chiefs 10. 
I'm, I was a little torn here because I could I can see a path for this to be this great coached Andy Reid game. He has them every year. He also has some really bad ones where he gets extremely outcoached. I think we may have already seen those. This could be a game where Andy Reid comes out and shows that he is one of the top three, four coaches in the NFL. I also see that Matt Moore is likely starting a quarterback and he's playing against Aaron Rodgers against a defense that has been relatively very good for the Green Bay Packers. I think it's just going to, it's a tall task to have to come in and to play the Packers in a primetime game where they're going to be up. They're going to be ready for it. This is a game that everybody thought about from the get go. I don't think the Packers will look past the Chiefs in a primetime game. I do think the Chiefs defense is going to make it difficult for the Packers, but turnovers and a lack of consistently being able to move the ball for the offense is going to result in a, in a loss 27 17 for the Packers. I agree, Maddie. Wait, wait. No, I don't. You know what? I, I'm way down on the predictions for Arrowhead Pride. Uh, I'm like way down at the bottom. I think I'm like second to last. And I want to throw a little optimism into the ring here. Why not? I don't know if I totally believe everything I'm about to say. <laughs> but I look at the Chiefs the last time uh, when, when Nick Foles had to fill in. 20-33, 187 yards and a touchdown for Nick Foles. I think we get that line from Matthew Moore. The Chiefs scored 19 points in that game. I think they scored 19 on offense. I think the defense get, contributes a touchdown themselves because or the, or the special teams, but I would prefer it to be the defense because Dave Tope. Uh Let's go ahead and say uh, a touchdown from McCole Hardman. Long touchdown from McCole Hardman. There's the explosive play you need. Matt, Chain, Matt, Matt Moore does enough. The defense has an outstanding performance, including a defensive touchdown when they strip sack Aaron Rodgers. That's Reggie Raglan off the edge. <laughs> and Anthony Hitchens really. returns it. They just they just switched Andy that. Hitchens returns they just switched it. that from last week. No, it's actually no, it's Colin Saunders. And oh, he does a, he does a does backflip back in the end zone. Into yeah. the end zone? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. your game better than mine. Chiefs win. The Chiefs win 27-21. I don't believe it. But I'm picking it. <laughs> Kent's out here because comparing. We need some optimism. He's out here comparing some Matt Moore to Super Bowl MVP Nick Foles. Yes, I did. They're, I mean, they're practically the same guy. I mean, identical. It's it's not even close. <coughs> Sorry, we need some optimism here. Let's end on, yeah, let's end on a yeah. good note. Why not? Uh, let's. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Uh, We will be back next week to break down everything that happened between Chiefs and Packers on Sunday Night Football. Uh, We'll catch you later. 